Learning to make better nutrition decisions consistently is much like learning how to play an instrument. At first, you're going to suck, but with time, dedication, and practice, you'll improve to the point where you'll actually be somewhat competent and maybe even pretty good. But without any formal training, thinking that you're going to be a concert pianist is delusional, much like the ways in which we approach our weight loss goals. You can't undo a lifetime of bad habits in a seven-day juice cleanse or a 30-day challenge. Instead, you need to develop the skills and fundamental tools necessary to make long-term change, including how and why you'd want to learn how to track your calories and your macronutrients. And that's what we're discussing on this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, where each week you'll hear the real-world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master, their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert, consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Pleasure to be back with you as always. Uh, I am broadcasting this live through my Facebook group. So if you guys are listening in on the podcast and you want to come join the very spe- the very special Smart Nutrition Made Simple community in Facebook, then please do so. You can just jump into Facebook and you can search the Smart Nutrition Made Simple community and just request to join and I will make sure to accept you. Uh, Or just go ahead and check out the link in the show notes below and click on that and you can request to join. Either way, I am absolutely thrilled to have you here listening uh, to me, be here with me. Today we're talking about macros. Uh, What are they? Why do they matter? Do they even matter? Uh, And so on and so forth. So hopefully I can shed a little bit of insight into this topic if there might be a little bit of confusion for you. And I just want to kind of start things off with a little story, a little analogy, uh, if you will. And so uh, when I was growing up, I started playing the piano at a pretty young age. I started playing the piano when I was eight years old. And uh, my, my dad started taking me and my sister, my younger sister, Allison, who's two years younger, uh, he started taking us to a classically trained pianist. Uh, I was growing up in Minneapolis and we would go every single week to um, our instructor's house and wonderful woman, wonderful family. We are still friends to this day. Uh, they were at my wedding, but um, you know, that's right how you when you start playing an instrument you you learn from an expert ideally and especially at a young age you want to learn the fundamentals you want to learn the skills to develop uh, the practice and so you know we went every single week uh, as you do with learning how to play an instrument we again learned the fundamentals i learned how to read music Uh, i learned how to you know, sit correctly on the chair. I learned how to place my fingers on the keys. I had to learn what the keys were, right? And, and so 
I practiced the piano for years and years and learned for years and, and slowly improved to the point where I, I think I played for, you know, roughly um, 10 years or so. Uh, so from the time I was eight until about 17 or 18, uh, I took piano lessons and I obviously progressively got better. Uh, I was in, and, and once I had learned sort of those fundamentals, those foundational tools in terms of how to read music, how to play the notes, right? How to learn the rhythm. Um, quickly, my skills progressed into playing other instruments. I started playing the trombone when I was in, in middle school. So I was like 13 or 14 at that point. I started playing more percussion instruments. I joined a, a band, a jazz band. Um, that we put together as part of our high school. So when I was in high school, I was in a jazz band. And so as you can imagine, I was, I was pretty decent at playing the piano. I could definitely hold my own. I was not amazing by any stretch, but I was, I was pretty good. And I had spent a considerable amount of time practicing, um, just as you would with any other skill and learning the fundamentals of any other school skill, right? Like playing basketball, like you gotta learn how to dribble. You gotta learn how to move your feet. Um, and so, you know, specifically with the piano was, right, like I said, posture, finger placement. We learn where middle C is, right? You got to learn how to read the notes. Uh, we would practice. I would just do right hand only. Then I would just do left hand only. Then I would do both hands. Then I would learn the chords. Then you learn the octaves, right? And I think that the process that we take to learn a musical instrument is a beautiful analogy for the process that we probably should be taking to learn about our nutrition. There are fundamentals, fundamentals involved that everyone who cares about their health should know. And when you think about it that way, it really puts into perspective uh, the idea that we're all looking for such a quick fix around our nutrition, right? We're all looking for this seven day quick fix blueprint of how we can undo a lifetime of poor eating habits virtually overnight. And unfortunately, it just doesn't work like that. And so before we track calories, before we do any restrictive dieting, before we jump into the next boot camp class, I think it's incredibly important for us to establish some baseline level of education around what we put into our mouth and how it impacts our health, our energy, our performance, our physique, and so on and so forth. And that's really why I think it's important to talk about all of these nuances of nutrition, talk about calories, talk about tracking, talk about macros, talk about all of the different diets and the value inherent in any one of them because they are all tools to help us learn more about what we put in our body and how it works for us. And so when it comes to macros, macros stands for macronutrients and macronutrients are the building blocks, if you will, of the food that we consume. Uh, macronutrients constitute protein, carbohydrates, and fats. So there's three macronutrients uh, that make up virtually every single food. And so these are basically biochemicals that are in different ratios depending on the foods. And each macro, each macronutrient, protein, carbs, and fats has a different function in the body, right? 
and just to generalize, because I'm not going to get into the biochemistry here, but just to generalize, protein, right? As we all know, protein is the building blocks of of muscle, of of tissue, of of this tissue integrity uh, that has so many different complex reactions in the body, from uh, enzyme production to muscle maintenance to muscle growth to um, neurotransmitters, so like healthy brain chemical function to immune system support, whereas carbohydrates, right, carbohydrates, as the name implies, uh, which is basically a carbon plus a hydrogen atom um, in, from, a, from a chemistry standpoint, but carbohydrates are, are essentially uh, include water. And so carbohydrates are, are uh, utilized for energy production primarily in the body, uh, energy uh, storage in the muscles, energy storage in the liver. And of course, the foods that we consume have carbohydrates. They have these um, molecular compounds that help give us energy when they're broken down. And then fats, of course. And fats are imperative for cellular health, for hormonal health. Uh, basically, fats, if you remember from uh, biology, uh, form these phospholipid bilayers. They're basically the, the uh, surface components of our cells uh, and form the integrity of our cells. Uh, they're required for cholesterol production and uh, testosterone and estrogen and cortisol and DHA and all of these important hormones uh, is what comes from our fat intake. And so anytime we eat a food, it's going to come with some ratio of protein, carbs, and fats. Now, the reason this is important is because, as I said, our calories, so foods that we eat are made up of the macronutrients and the calories that we consume are made up of some component of these macronutrients. And so you that you understand is protein constitutes four calories per gram of that food. Carbs are four calories per gram as well, and fats are nine calories per gram. So fats constitute more than twice the caloric load that carbs or fats do, which makes fats, well, obviously so calorically dense, but also potentially so problematic for, for lack of a better term when it comes to our nutritional intake and the way that calories can accrue if we're not paying attention to what we're eating. So the quality of the foods that we eat and therefore the, the type of the macronutrients matter for our health. So for example, if we're eating uh, animal protein, right, we're gonna have obviously protein in it, but it's also gonna come with a certain amount of fat depending on the cut. And there's gonna be different types of fat within that. There's gonna be different types of carbohydrate if we're talking about vegetables or starchy carbs like rice or potato or oats or fruit. There's different components of these carbohydrates. And I don't think it's really relevant to get too far into the minutia of the different forms of carbohydrate and the different forms of fat, but understand that we need all of these, not necessarily in equal parts, but when we do have an understanding of our total calorie intake, I think that it's helpful for us to understand what portion or what percentage of our calorie intake is coming from proteins, coming from carbohydrates, and coming from fats. So that, you know, based on the standard American guidelines, 
the standard American guidelines might suggest something to the tune of consuming 50% of your calories from carbohydrate and consuming anywhere from you know, 10 to 25% of your calorie intake from protein and then whatever the remainder is from fat. Now, these guidelines, it doesn't really matter how much the accuracy of them, but what is important is understanding what the ratio should be for you and that you're taking the time to understand how those calories are adding up by virtue of the foods that you're consuming. And so tracking macros, right? Because we talked about tracking calories. Now, the other thing that we can do is track macros. Essentially, we're doing the same thing. But if you were to look at an ingredient label, as an example, you can see on that ingredient label, you'll see how many calories that food represents. And then if you look further down the label, you're going to see things like protein. You're going to see things like carbohydrate. You'll see fiber. You'll see saturated fat. You'll see trans fat. You'll see, um, uh, what else? You'll see uh, carbohydrate intake, right? And, and so you can basically add up those numbers. So for example, if there's 20 grams of protein in that food label, well, then we know that just the protein itself is going to equate to 80 calories of that food. Remember, because there's four calories per gram of protein. Same thing with carbohydrates. So it's a very loose and relatively easy way to track your intake and understand how much of each of those macronutrients you're consuming on a daily basis. So it is very similar to calorie tracking, just a little more in-depth. And in my opinion, a little easier way to understand how those calories and calories are adding up and more importantly the percentage of those calories and how they're they're adding up and so um so how much do the macros matter from a weight loss standpoint i think is is something that people are curious about should i track calories should i just track macros how much does it really matter and so when we talk about weight loss what we know is most important here and the research is is very clear, right? The research will suggest that calories matter most, right? Which is totally accurate, right? So if we were to compare a diet of a, and this is where, you know, this is where the, uh, the dieting camps really can't um, argue so much back and forth. And yet the research is very clear that there's really no difference when it comes down to uh, calories being equated. So for example, if we were to take two different dietary camps, right, we're going to take, let's just take uh, vegan or plant-based as an example, which is going to be predominantly, uh, in this particular case, just in my example, uh, is going to be predominantly carbohydrate. So let's just say it's 50% carbohydrate, uh, maybe it's 25% uh, protein, 25% fat. And then we take the other camp is going to be um, let's say 50% fat and 25% uh, protein and 25% carb. The point, point uh, excuse me, the important thing here is that calories are equated, protein is equated, okay? So they're eating the same amount of calories. What we see from a research standpoint is we see that over the course of a year or two years or 16 weeks or whatever the respective research study uh, goes through is that each group loses an equivalent amount of weight by virtue of 
creating some level of calorie deficit. So it's not about, from a weight loss standpoint, from a weight loss standpoint, we're not talking about body composition here. Now, this is where the macronutrients perhaps can start to make a bigger difference depending on the individual that we're talking about. So should we start to track the macros a little more closely, what we see is that for groups that are in a calorie deficit, right? So if we have two groups, and I've mentioned this before, but if we have two groups that are in uh, an equivalent calorie deficit, right? For the group that's consuming a higher amount of protein relative to their total calorie intake. So let's just say both groups are consuming 2,000 calories. Normally, they'd be consuming 2,500 or 3,000 calories. So they're in some level of deficit. The goal is to lose weight, right? We know that despite the fact that they'll lose equivalent amounts of weight, right? The group that consumes higher amounts of protein will retain more muscle mass and lose more body fat in the process. I hope that that makes sense to you because it's a very profound aspect that we don't acknowledge in the research enough, at least we don't acknowledge when we're arguing over this nonsensical calorie macro equation is when calories are low, protein needs to be high from a body composition standpoint. That means you are going to retain more muscle mass because as we lose weight, not only are you losing body fat, but you're also losing muscle mass. You're also losing bone density. That's just how the body functions when we're in a calorie deficit because we're essentially starving ourselves. <laughs> and so that's why it's so important, right? For anyone who works with me that probably understands I'm constantly harping on the impact of protein relative to total calorie intake. In fact, it's one of the first and probably biggest drivers that we focus on when we first start the tracking process which is different for every person, but the systems that I utilize with the Smart Nutrition Coaching Program revolve around some aspect of tracking. We have to build the fundamentals, the foundation for understanding of how foods impact you, how protein and carbohydrate and fat act to equate to a certain calorie load and why that matters from a weight loss and from a body composition change standpoint. And then the other thing that we don't acknowledge in the research that we don't acknowledge when we're talking about calories in, calories out, is we don't talk about biofeedback. We don't talk about hormones. We don't talk about the impact of, it's not just about the calories. It's not just about the macros, right? We, we oftentimes you'll hear someone talking about their macros and how, uh, you know, they follow some aspect of what's called IIFYM or if it fits your macros. And basically it's this flexible dieting methodology that suggests that it's more about just how the macros add up versus how the nutrients add up, which I haven't got into. And frankly, I'm just not going to get into the micronutrients and the vitamins and minerals in this conversation uh, because it's a, it's just a bigger topic. But as it pertains to, if it fits your macros, the idea is saying, look, at the end of the day, if I'm shooting for, let's say 180 grams of protein, and I'm shooting for 250 grams of carbs, and I'm shooting for 60 grams of fat as my personal goals, well, it doesn't really matter what I eat, 
right? I can have a couple donuts, I can have some Pop-Tarts, I can have McDonald's, and sure, I might have a couple chicken breasts and a protein shake in there. Um, but as long as, it, as my macros are adding up, as long as I'm hitting my protein, carbs, and fat goals, it doesn't really matter. And this works within reason, but there always comes a point where food quality and, and nutritional value makes a big difference. And that's where we talk about the biofeedback. That's where we talk about the hormones. And that's where we get to, once you have a foundational level of knowledge and skill around calorie manipulation and calorie understanding and macronutrient understanding, then you can start to correlate how you feel. How do you feel on higher amounts of protein? relative to lower amounts. How do you feel higher fat or lower carb? There's no right way. It's the right way that's, that fits for you. So which one do you feel better with? Which one is easier for you to follow? Which one actually helps you accomplish and maintain your goals? Which one helps you function optimally hormonally, right? Which one gives you the energy to thrive throughout the day, to think clearly, to manage your hunger, to keep a level mood, to stimulate your libido, to um, ensure that your digestion is functioning optimally, right? To allow you to sleep, uh, the best quality sleep. Those are the things that we don't talk about when we're too busy arguing over what matters most, calories, no, track macros, no, do FFIIFYM, no, it's keto, no, it's vegan. Like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. What matters is that you understand how your calories are adding up, you understand what foods constitute protein, carbs, and fats, and all of these different dieting methodologies do this to a degree, right? Weight Watchers, as an example, puts different, allocates different points to these foods. In my opinion, it's just not the most effective way to help you understand that, yeah, like the foods that have the most fat are the highest amount of points. Sure, that's very logical from a Weight Watcher standpoint, but it doesn't help us make that association. However, if I understand that if I'm tracking my macros and I have a you know, 28 gram serving of olive oil, well then I, I can fully understand that and see if I'm tracking my foods that one tablespoon or two tablespoons of olive oil equates to 135 or 150 calories. To me, that's actually significant. I can understand that if I'm weighing out two cups of cereal plus milk, right, from a carbohydrate uh, standpoint, I can see, holy moly, that's like 70 grams of carbs. To me, that seems perhaps significant, but it's making those associations uh, and creating the awareness, taking the time, developing the skills to be able to do that. And that's why I think it matters. That's why I think macro matter, macros matter. And that's why I think you should take the time to understand and go through the process of <laughs> developing these foundational skills just as we would if we were learning how to play an instrument, right? Uh, and so that's kind of the, the loose... Uh, my loose interpretation of macros, why they matter, how they matter. I did mention a 
fourth macronutrient that I was going to talk about, and that is alcohol intake. And I have recorded another podcast exclusively on alcohol intake, and I will link that up here in the show notes um, because that's you know, whole 45 minutes or an hour on the impacts of alcohol and body composition and what the research says and why it matters. But uh, just really quickly, alcohol is seven calories per gram. And alcohol is neither a protein, carb, nor fat. Although uh, with my clients, we always count it as a carbohydrate because it just makes the most sense. Um, and it's a very, so as you can imagine, seven calories per gram if we're going to consume, uh, you know, a certain amount of of alcohol, it add, those calories can add up very, very quickly. And what did I say? Calories matter most from a weight loss standpoint. And so if you're drinking multiple drinks per day and you're not uh, being cognizant of how those calories are adding up, then that alone could very well be impacting your ability to lose weight, to lose body fat, to improve your body composition. Uh, and then when you do have the understanding when you do have the skills to be able to track it effectively, then you are empowered to um, be responsible about your alcohol choices and understand that as long as you're having it fit within your the structure and the framework of your goals, then great, go to town. I don't think there's anything that's debilitating from an alcohol intake standpoint uh, regarding fat loss or weight loss. So that's my two cents here. I hope this has been helpful for you guys. Thanks very much for your time. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Did you love this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic, and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.